We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty, Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth, look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving as the palace, young team and it's full of talent, want revenge, we accept the challenge, Luca carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Both triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Sweet. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much, man. Just reveling in this win. Man. <laughs> what a win. I was, uh, I'm just sitting around not doing anything, just, I don't know, basking in this win. I had to jump on locker room to see if anybody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I had to. Look, so I, I had some stuff going on uh, earlier this evening, and uh, I wasn't able to actually tune in until the closer to the end when, uh, you know, it was still tight before they broke away. And, I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I, I went into this uh, 
I went into this Mavs Lakers uh, two game series thinking, okay, I mean, a split would be great, a sweep would be amazing, uh, but I just I didn't really have a lot of confidence in them beating the Lakers to, in two straight games. But <laughs> man, that that was that was it's, awesome. Uh, it's really the most professional winning half of basketball I've seen them play all year, maybe since that first Clippers game really early in the year where they blew them out by like 50. I know it's like a shorthanded Lakers squad. You know, LeBron wasn't out there. AD is rusty playing limited minutes, but I I don't care. It was just, it was fun. The first half was, was rough. I did not like it. It was gross basketball. The second half was the complete (laughs) opposite of that. It was beautiful. Luca, I don't know how many assists he ended up with, but it was at least you know, he he had eight at least eight more assists than what's going to show up on the box score. Right. He uh, he ended up with thirteen. Thirteen. He probably had like twenty. He had like <laughs> like those hockey assists, you know, where like he's throwing it to yeah. Powell, who's diving through the lane. And then kicking it out over to like an open Maxi or open Dorian, it was just beautiful, man. I I, I enjoyed that. I, my favorite half of basketball in months. It was great. I'm sure they played better at other points, but man, I just that was basketball beauty and jazz and all that other good stuff that we like to talk about basketball. Absolutely, it was it was it was a very feel good win for the Mavs. And if uh, I, I guess since we just jumped right into it, just to kind of formally. Uh, have it on this recording here. So the Mavs beat the Lakers 108 to 93 after they beat them uh, uh, 115 to 110 just two days ago. So uh, they clinched the tiebreaker with the Lakers. They win the season series two to one uh, over them, which is huge because now they're only a game and a half behind them in the standing. So uh, if you know, and the Mavs have a very very favorable uh, schedule to end the season. So if something happens and they end up in a tie with the Lakers at the end of the season, uh, the Mavs will be the fifth seed, which would be, <laughs> which yeah. would be just insane given what all happened uh, at the beginning of this year, what happened in January uh, in that hor- horrific stretch of games. So uh, just incredible stuff. Luca, uh, he had, he didn't have a good shooting night, but he had uh, 18 points, 13 assists, eight rebounds. Dwight Powell had his best game of the season, possibly his best game of his career. Um, he finished, he led the team tonight. He played like a superstar. He, he had t- 25 points on 11 of 12 from the field, hit all of his free throws, had nine rebounds uh, and an assist. <laughs> was a plus 20 in the box score. And, and he, made, uh, just, he made the right basketball decision every time he touched the ball. It was crazy. In that second half, I mean, if he needed if if he needed to shoot or hit that layup, you know, if the, that option was there, he did it. If it, the if the play was to kick it out to a three-point shooter, he did it. It was amazing, man. I I'm, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I don't know. If yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's all coming together at the perfect time. It looks like Dorian Finney-Smith he scared us with his three point shooting, uh, kind of falling off a cliff earlier this season. Well, he's been amazing now for like the last, I think like the last month, maybe month and a half. 
uh, he's gotten his his three point shooting back up where it needs to be. His, his recent tear, I can't remember exactly how many games, uh, Ben, but I think I think it's like over his last ten, he's shooting like forty three percent, which is which is great. I mean, people he he was so bad earlier early on this season that uh, people were saying that last year was just an outlier year for him. Uh, but he's really gotten it going so far uh, these last handful of games, and it couldn't be happening at a better time with the with the playoffs coming up. And I mean, like you said, it's it's exciting stuff. It's a feel good win, huge morale boost for the team. Uh, you know, JJ Redick, he was three of four from the field in twenty minutes tonight. Uh, had eight points, was a plus seven. I mean. You know that's not that's not like huge stats or anything, but I mean having a guy like him, like like uh, at the end of the game there when he had a wide open corner three and you knew it was going in, yeah. <laughs> having something having an option like that is just going to be huge for the Mavs in the postseason. I'm excited for it. Yeah, big Rick Carlisle game too. Uh, that the adjustments he made at halftime absolutely were, were huge on defense and offense. I mean, just they they really they the Lakers were trapping Luca right above the break all game long. And that second half, you know, Rick Carlisle basically said, "If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Here's what we're gonna do to to combat it." And again, just right. having having Doncic kick it to whoever was the big diving down the middle of the paint. And then having that big, whether, you know, mostly it was Powell. And that's why, like I said, he ended up with such a huge game and just really incredibly making the perfect basketball decision every time. Him and Luca, Kleber was, was big on that too. They, you know, like I said, they were passing when they needed to and shooting when they needed to and hitting some shots. Tim, you know, Tim even showed a little bit of signs of life in the second half there. So, um, you know, just like the adjustments that Carlisle made were huge. And yeah, know, the, the coaching, the coaching staff definitely had a, a big game themselves because anytime you go from down 17 to winning by 15, yeah, that, that definitely has something to do with coaching strategy. They completely took advantage of, you know, of, of the Lakers doubling Luca as hard as they were because the Lakers were basically saying like, anybody but Luca is going to beat us <laughs> Yeah, scoring about and they, and sure enough, they, uh, uh, they made it happen. So just a real feel good win. Uh, I'm going to try and get everybody who wants to speak up here and just kind of get y'all's thoughts. Uh, it's, it's a good night. It's a good night for Mavs basketball. So, uh, Ben, if you want to hang out for a little bit, feel free to, I'm going to bring up uh Christian now. Hold on just a second. Christian, hey. how's it going, man? Hey, what's up, Dalton? Ben, how you guys doing? Doing great, man. How you feeling after that? Oh man, I'm I'm so excited. I I mean, <laughs> I I can't tell you. Uh, you know, after what was it halftime? It was past halftime, and I love the adjustments Carlisle made. But I think the thing that was frustrating me, and I get it, Rick tends to stick by his guys, but with Tim Hardaway out there. Um, you know, I, I can't remember. He's like two for 12 or something at like one point. And, uh, it was, it was frustrating seeing that. And then, you know, he finally got the ball to go in the basket and then he, uh, you know, got the charge against him and, you know, kind of wiped that out. But, uh, 
I've been saying it even before the trade deadline because uh, I didn't think we'd swing big. And I mentioned I, I think we can get J.J. Redick, and I think that would be fantastic for this team. And I think tonight's game really showed that, and I think he's really been showing it over the past several games. Um, coming off the the injury, I wondered what his – uh, like mobility would be like running around the court, but man, does that guy just never stop going? Oh, know? it's it's a it's exhausting watching JJ Reddick run around the court. His his off ball movement is just incredible, and I mean, we knew that he was going to eventually come around. His first uh, couple of games, you know, he had a couple of rough uh, shooting nights, and he had a couple bad turnovers because he wasn't really. You know, he wasn't really uh, meshing with his teammates yet. So you see what, you know, the more practice time he has with them, the more time he's around them, uh, he's coming around. And he's going to be a key factor for the Mavs uh, in the playoffs, given his extensive experience in the play. He has more combined playoff experience than the rest of the Mavs roster combined. <laughs> so so that, that that's going to be huge you know no matter where the Mavs end up but uh given how they're playing and then uh given how Portland is playing right now they're in a tailspin it looks right now like the Mavs are going to avoid the play-in uh, I'm going to knock on wood I don't want to jinx that but uh just given the way things are trending that's what it's looking like and they have a real shot at the fifth seed so We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, and I'm going to bring would, on Xavier now too, uh, Christian. You you go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and bring on Xavier. And then when you get done, I'll uh, I'll see what he's got going on. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to say I'll I'll, I'll keep it short. I think, um, you know, great win. I think we're all really riding a high after these past couple games because it shows what we can do against you know good competition. And although. Uh, you know, the Lakers aren't the same without a uh, healthy AD and LeBron. They're still a tough team. And, right. uh, but I think the next game is going to be so, uh, it's going to illustrate a lot about this team because we're going against the Kings without De'Aaron Fox. And if the energy is there, I know I say it all the time, but if the energy is there from the tip off, till the end of the game, I think this is going to be a really promising uh, stretch to where um, we can do some good things and maybe move up even uh, another spot or at bare minimum hold this. But it's going to be instrumental to this season to come out hard in the next game against the Kings and, you know, obviously get the win. But I just really want to see the effort there. And just before uh, I hop off, and again, Dalton, I appreciate uh, you bringing me up, but, you know, just Dwight Powell's taking a lot of criticism from us all, and uh, I I couldn't be happier for the guy. What a game. Um, That guy busts his butt uh, regardless of the score. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Regardless of the minutes he plays, he's always ready when his number is called. And uh, I'm just beyond excited for him. And, of course, go. Absolutely, Christian. Good stuff there. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, it's it's a must-win game uh, for the Mavs against the Kings, especially with De'Aaron Fox not playing. I mean, there's just – you can't you can't have a letdown after beating the Lakers in back-to-back games like that. So we'll see, we'll see how their mindset has changed, you know, since uh, – that last stretch of games they played against inferior competition and they just came up short. So the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Yeah, uh, Xavier, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? But, yeah, honestly, what I what I wanted to say, just kind of echoing what you guys spoke about, is just I think what drives us nuts as Mavs fans is just the game-to-game variance, you know? You never yes. know performance we're going to get. You, we never know what kind of energy levels we're going to see. And, honestly, that just drives me insane. So I just, especially now with the playoffs coming up, I just want to see the Mavs establish a baseline for the type of team that we hope to be, right? Because I think it just seems right. like of making any type of noise. We got to take care of business. We need to beat the teams that we need to beat and then compete with the with the upper echelon teams. So that way we can kind of see, you know, who we are. Right now, honestly, I have I have no idea. I know we're not in the top tier, but other than that, I mean, is there any team in the West that we can confidently say that we're better than? Um, I don't think we're consistent enough to really say that. So we can lose to any team and we can compete with any teams. But, but um, you know, I'm happy to see that win. Like you said, I hope we get a win against the Kings. But I was curious to see, and maybe, you know, I just didn't notice it, but was that the first time that we closed with J.J. Redick um, in the last five minutes? I believe, I believe it was. Um, that's I, I had to double check and make sure, but I'm pretty sure you're right about that, which is a great thing to see. He did a, he did a great job uh, closing that thing out for him. And I, like I said, I mean, I, that's going to be even more important in the playoffs because, 
you know, last season when they went up against the Clippers, as good as Maxi was in the regular season, as good as Dorian Smith, Dor- Dorian Smith, Dorian Finney Smith was in the regular season. When it came to that Clippers series, they just kind of, you know, fizzled out a little bit. I don't think you're going to have that issue, uh, and you may not have it with Dorian Finney-Smith or Kleba uh, this year, but I definitely don't think you're going to have that issue with Reddick because of his uh, playoff experience. So exactly. just having a guy like that on the team, having a tough mentality, a guy who's been in a ton of uh, tough playoff battles and, you know, one playoff series and stuff like that, that's going to be huge for guys like Luca and KP and the rest of the guys that just don't have that that experience yet. So it he was could, good to see him out there uh, in the winning minutes. Yeah, and he could. I feel like he can help kind of keep Luca in check. He's the one veteran that in the huddle, five you know five minutes left, you're down a few points or you're up. I feel like he knows how to win, and I feel like he's the one calming presence that can be there in the huddle who's been there before that Luca can actually trust. Because I think. We all know, you know, Luca's ego is huge, and I, it doesn't seem like he's the most open to criticism or the feedback, other than from JJ Barea. But I feel like right enough cachet and enough equity built up to where if he says something, I think Luke is likely to listen to him because he's been there before. He's done it before. And I don't think there's anyone else on the roster that has that winning pedigree and that experience. So I just, I was excited to see him close. I was excited to see Rick trust him. And I was excited to see that our defense didn't fall apart with him in the lineup. Um, so that was just promising. And honestly, I would love to see Rick kind of give, give it a few more games and see how we handle it. Um, because if, if, if we can have him closing come playoff time, I just think that would be a game changer. But that's all I had. Um, just excited for the win, man. Yeah, to great stuff, to, Xavier. To to piggyback on what Xavier's talking about, I think I underestimated uh, how valuable having a couple of veteran guys on this team would be um, this year. At the beginning of the season, I wanted just all athletic wings as much as they could get. I didn't really care about the experience. I think right. I had that mistake that I made in my head you know like they they needed someone and, and there's something to be said for letting Luca grow into that veteran leadership and if there's a veteran there you know to kind of take over then it's not helping him grow but I think in some of these stretches these difficult stretches they've had this year having a couple of veterans that could have you know like JJ Reddick could have really helped them to keep them on track and that's something they've been missing hopefully JJ Reddick helps them with that. And I think maybe, you know, maybe you're seeing it already because they looked really incredibly frustrated in that first half, really completely off their game. And I think maybe, you know, maybe he said something at halftime. It'd be interesting to see what the Mavs, you know, their post-game quotes are to see if, you know, Reddick said something during halftime. Yeah. Yeah. And look, uh, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and bring you on, uh, to talk here, but, uh, before you get into your thoughts, I do want to bring this up. We don't have to talk about it right now, but we will, you know, before we jump off here. It seems like in games where KP doesn't play this season, uh, that, you know, the defense is just generally better overall. Now, now, you know, KP, he's gotten better as the season has gone along. You know, he's much better than when he first came back from the from the injury. But every time he doesn't play, it just seems like the Mavs are having some of these games where, <laughs> where they hold uh, teams to under a hundred points, and given you know that that uh that stretch at the end is really what 
uh, kept the Lakers from from getting to that point. But I mean, how, how much do y'all think it matters? You know, uh, KP's lack of defense. How much do you think that matters to performances like this? Do you think it's something that uh, that's going to potentially hinder them in the playoffs, or uh, do you think he'll, you know, he's kind of been coasting on that end and he'll turn it on uh, like he did against the Clippers before he got hurt last year? Mark, how's it going, man? You want to chime in on that? Uh, it's going good, man. It's uh, nice to, to talk to you, Mr. Trigg. Uh, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, good to um, have you. Oh, oh, overall, uh, the thing with KP, it's just with him being consistently unhealthy, I, I just – I don't know how else you you get him to to really commit defensively. Is it the fact that he's in, he's not confident in himself to remain healthy to to commit on defense without the risk of hurting see, I, himself? See, I, I think that's what it is. I, he, I, he's definitely capable of doing what we've seen him do in the past. Uh, I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's just more like mental. I think he's holding. It's it's mental. And I think he's holding back until we get to the postseason. Because I think in his mind, I think his biggest fear is like, what if, what if I just go all out right now and then I can't make it to the postseason? You know, because he's so important. Uh, I've said this all along, and look, I've I've been critical of KP, uh, uh, my buddy Kirk Henderson, and my co-host on you know Math Step Back, Matt Glatson. We've all been critical of KP this season, but when it comes down to it how far the Mavs are going to go in the playoffs is going to depend on how well he plays in the playoffs. They have to have him competing at a true secondary star to Luka level uh, to move on in, in the off season. So, I mean, in the, uh, in the playoffs. So he's huge to their success. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that translates when they actually do get to the playoffs, but I really do think it's more mental than anything else. I think he's just trying to reserve that for when he absolutely, you know, has to do it until it's do or die. Uh, Mavs go home if he doesn't play that way. So, yeah, that, that's what I would say. It, if you want to be the biggest optimist, um, it's they're saving a lot of the Luca KP pick and rolls uh, for the playoffs. They don't want a lot of it on tape. And same thing with on defense, KP. There, you know, he's he's holding back a little bit to avoid injury. That's the huge optimistic tape, I think. And I think there's something to that. I, I think there really is. Um, I think the Mavs this whole season have approached the the regular season like a lab, an experiment. Uh, they don't seem to be super concerned about their seating. That um, I think they want to avoid that play in. Uh, seven eight C, but outside of that, I don't think they're huge. You know, very very concerned about where they're at. You know, as far as the seating, um, I think they're holding back for the playoffs. Being optimistic, um, you know, I, I, I there's other times when I'm more pessimistic and just say KP can't. You know, he can't do it. Um, Jared, I, th- I don't know how to say his name, but Jared Dubin, Dubin, Dubin um, wrote a piece for five thirty eight that compared. You know, talked about KP's defense and. The numbers show there's not a huge difference when he's on the court and off the court for the Mavs. Right. I don't think he's a negative for their defense. I just think he's not impacting it. But hopefully, like we've talked, you know, people are talking about here that, you know, it's a he's kind of taking it easy to not, you know, not get hurt. Maybe he goes a little bit harder in the. 
Right, because, I mean, yeah, you're right. I saw that piece, too, where it says, you know, it basically doesn't matter if, <laughs> right now whether KP plays or not in the regular season. And, you know, we saw that tonight uh, against the Lakers. But um, I, I do think the, I think KP and the team, you know, I think all of them have kind of gotten together and they got a glimpse of what uh, of what KP can bring to the table in the postseason last year. And it, it's not like it was a non-contact injury. It was kind of a it was kind of a freak deal uh, where he tore his meniscus. Which I mean, given the guy's extensive injury history, uh, you know, no, you, you don't want to see anything like that. But it wasn't a non-contact thing. So that that's an upside uh, to look at there. So uh, I think they got a glimpse of what he can bring to the table. Uh, they probably told him something like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not going to play you on the second night of back-to-back unless it's just dire. And, you know, just kind of not coast, but, you know, just don't do not do something to hurt yourself before the postseason. Because we all saw it. If he would have stayed healthy uh, in that postseason last year, they likely would have beat that Clippers team. Most definitely. And I don't think I'm being a – yeah, I, I don't think I'm I'm being a homer uh, saying that. I, I, the way they were playing with him, as as well as he was playing, as well as Luca was playing, uh, I think they would have won that series. Yeah. And look, y'all, th- this year, you know, they didn't have Dwight Powell last year. He's coming around now. They didn't have Jalen Brunson. He's been huge for this team this year. Uh, they didn't have Willie Colley Stein. He's been a, a plus in the. Uh, box score plus minus all year his advanced stats are insane uh you know there's a they didn't have jj reddick i mean i think they're more equipped to get out of the first round this year uh than they were were last year so um i'm excited about it if i can if i can make one quick point i think that i i think my biggest frustration with our fan base is that we try to convince our it sounds like a lot of fans try to convince themselves KP isn't the key to our success, but in my opinion, look, unless KP plays at a high level, nothing else really matters. We just don't have enough surrounding talent to really beat anyone of consequence unless KP is playing at the level that he did in the bubble. And so I think a lot of fans don't want to come to grips with that because, look, can we trust, A, that KP is going to play healthy and, B, that he's going to play the way we need him to play for us to really play at our highest level. But this team, is, is, is we don't go as far as Luka takes us. I think we go as far as KP takes us because he raises the ceiling of this team. Because Luka can play lights out, but if the rest of the team doesn't, doesn't elevate their play, and especially if we don't get star-type play from KP... I just think we have we have a we have a ceiling on how high we can go. So unfortunately, we got to ride this out. I, we can't trade him. We're not going to get anything of value for him in the offseason. As far as this postseason is concerned, we just have to hope that we see the very best version of KP. And if we do get the very best version of KP, I don't think there's a team that we have zero chance to win against. So that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, and, and look the and look the. Uh... There were two things that really stood out for the Mavs in the postseason last year. One was the lack of front court depth. You know that was that was obvious because KP got hurt. They already didn't have uh, Dwight Powell and uh, Willie Colley Stein and Maxi Kleba. He was very overextended uh, in that series. And hold on just a second. 
connection's kind of weak there. Okay. <laughs> the other thing was a uh, lack of secondary playmaking because Luca was having to do it all himself. They didn't have Brunson. You had Trey Burke balling out, but he was more of just a scorer. Uh, so now you have Brunson and you have uh, JJ Redick, who's shown that he can, you know, sling it a little bit. So uh, I, I'm really excited about it. I think this postseason, and look, I I think they'll they'll be ready for whoever they play in the first round this year. But I think we can all agree that given the the injury to Jamal Murray for the Nuggets, it would be ideal if they could catch the Lakers for fifth and end up playing Denver in the first round. Because, I mean, already they they seem to match up with Denver pretty well as it is. You know, as good as they are, even though they added Aaron Gordon, uh, you know, that could potentially be a nightmare matchup front court wise. But I think they dominate the guard play in that series. And I think that's what uh, would eventually send them to the second round. So, Yeah, overall, I think the um... – the JJ Redick and Nick, uh, Nicola Melli, that's right. His name, what's his name? First name? Yeah, that's right. And Nicola Melli trade was very underrated. Like o- overall, you got two players that you're utilizing and you got rid of players. You were not even willing to use at all. And that's right. in itself a positive. And then even then Nicola Melli has been pretty underrated as far as like his play. I know he hasn't done as well lately, but in the, some of the games he has played, he's actually put in some pretty positive minutes. And then J.J. Well, Redick. He's, he's shown he can play good defense, too, you know. I mean, it, <laughs> that was the thing I was most surprised about. I didn't, you know, I've watched him a little bit uh, over the years with him playing with the Pelicans because, you know, I live like an hour and a half away from New Orleans. So uh, I probably watch more Pelican games than most Mavs fans do. Uh, so, I mean, I knew what he could bring you on the offensive end every now and then, but I didn't realize how strong he was on defense. That's what surprised me. So, yeah, in, in spot minutes, I could see him uh, being a plus for them too. And then as far as KP is concerned, if he puts in the effort, I'm certain it'll be fine. That That's really all we can ask. If he puts in the actual effort and not be so um, – have the confidence to at least try on defense, I think they'll be okay. Right. Well, look, guys, I mean, like I said before, it's just it's such a feel-good win uh, for the Mavs beating the Lakers tonight. I, like I said beforehand, I I felt like a split was going to be the most likely scenario, but the fact that they went out and, you know, beat them two games in a row and they got uh, the, the tiebreaker, which is huge uh, for how this season could potentially end, uh, I just – I'm absolutely thrilled, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what, what more else we can say about it. I'm just thrilled. I hope that they uh, come back with the correct demeanor, you know, against the Kings who are missing their best player in De'Aaron Fox. Uh, they just they can't afford another letdown win to a team missing a guy like that after what they've shown us in these last two games. So, guys, I appreciate all of you coming on here and joining me for this one uh we'll have to do it again sometime uh, i'm normally joined by my co-host matt Gladson, but uh, he was unable to join me for this one but we'll have to do it again guys uh, we'll see uh what's in the cards for sunday 
and we might be back on here again. So I appreciate all of you joining me. Y'all have a great rest of the night. Thanks, Dalton. Thank you, Dalton. Yep, y'all have a good one. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.